Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good morning. It is time to skip the BS. Time for Undisputed. Time for you to respond to us at hashtag Undisputed Live. Time to talk Lakers. Or were, were those the fakers last night in Denver where AD once again stood for always disappearing? <laughs> Richard Sherman, the great Richard Sherman, will join us in just a few minutes. But right now it's time for me to bring in my wingmen and my main men for this first topic. Paul Pierce and Keyshawn Johnson. Morning, gentlemen. Morning. All right, here we go. Last night in Denver, the defending champion Nuggets got their rings, raised their banner. Then in the fourth quarter, lowered the boom on the Lakers yet again. Felt like same time next year. Four straight times last year in the Western Conference Finals, the Lakers were right there in the fourth quarter, then folded. Last night, the Lakers cut the lead to three with 11 minutes left and four with eight minutes left when Nikola Jokic nonchalantly stroked one of those threes that he makes on occasion, and that sparked a run that sent the Nuggets up 14 before they finally won 119 to 107, and the Denver crowd began serenading the Lakers with... Who's your daddy? Because Coach Mike Malone, of course, said the Lakers were, I mean, the Nuggets were the Lakers' daddy at their victory parade. So, Paul Pierce, mm-hmm. what was your biggest takeaway from Lakers' Nuggets? I mean, should I state the obvious? Obviously, it was the play of Anthony Davis. Yeah. I mean, in a game where we're not going to overreact to one game because it is the first game of the season. You're still getting your legs under yourself. But we all know the stuff that Denver's been talking Who's your daddy? These things. So, you know, this yep. game means something. This is the defending champs. And you're not up for game one against the defending champs who swept you a year ago. Then I don't know what to tell you. This just goes to show me that the motor, the motivation and everything we want AD to be is just not there. We want him to be Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. But. We don't see it. And this is going to be an AD we're going to see all year long who's going to be up and down. He's going to woe you with his numbers one night, have 30 and 11, then come back the next night because there's no possible way a guy with his ability should come out and have zero points. And then the one thing that bothered me was in the second half, zero points in the second. And the one thing that bothered me, he only had one rebound at halftime. (laughs) Now, you can control that. Now, maybe it was something the Lakers were doing as a team and not force feeding him the ball as much as they should. But with his ability, he should be able to get to the – Keyshawn, you said you can get to the line at least four or five times, and he wasn't able to do I that believe, in the second half. I haven't played basketball in 100 years, yep. Paul. <laughs> Come on, now. I can't, he can't get to the line. He's eight feet tall. All you got to do, as you know, is being aggressive. Just go to the line and be aggressive. <sighs> it's, not, it's not that difficult. It's not that hard. And, look, I'm never going to argue or, or, or dis, uh, disagree with somebody – that is a Hall of Famer like yourself that has played in the NBA and championships and all those sort of things. Mm. And I understand what you're saying. It's one game, don't panic. Mm. Very true. One game, don't panic. They got a lot more to go. But if you start off like you end it, it only makes somebody like myself, who is a fan of the Lakers, look at it and go, come on, man, seriously. You go 0 for 6 on field goal attempts. In the second half. In the second half, you you zero free throws. You just mentioned that, Paul, right? Zero. So that tells me you aren't trying to get to the cup. Like, you're just not. We are not asking you to stay on the perimeter and shoot threes. We want you to Mm. do something, be a force. We just gave you $186 million. And look, this is not Paul on AD day. That's not what this is about. We're just Mm. trying to bring some insight 
to what we saw last night. Now you look at it, you say, okay, when he's on the floor, the Lakers without LeBron James is minus 19. Mm. This shouldn't be the case. You know that, Paul. This shouldn't be the case. Now, everybody says, well, LeBron should do this, LeBron should do that. LeBron only played 29 minutes. Mm. Okay, maybe they go up, what, 33, maybe over time. You, you, you shouldn't have to do that. AD supposed exactly, to have the Exactly, exactly. But based on last night, we look at 29 minutes, we look at him in the plus seven category, zero turnovers. Turnovers are, are, are big. He didn't have any. LeBron typically will have multiple turnovers he in a game. But he has zero. zero. He played 29. He gave you 21 points. That, what more you want this man to do at 39 years old? I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. And, and you know, when you look at it, you also got to tip your hat off to Denver. You know, Denver, what do they have? 30 assists on 40, 48 field goals. That's big. That means that they are hitting, hitting buckets when you're assisting the ball to them. Mm. So I, I look at it and say, okay, it's one game. Now I can look to tomorrow maybe for Phoenix and say maybe we have some sort of silver lining. We get to one and one. We're at home opening night. Maybe that energy kicks in. Mm. So here's what tore me up about last night. We did a topic a couple of weeks back because Anthony Davis had spoken out against the Nuggets speaking out, as Paul mentioned, against the Lakers through the offseason. It was actually Michael Malone who was taking shots at the Lakers because at the victory parade, as I mentioned, he did say, we're the Lakers' daddy. But more than that, he went on the McAfee show and made a big joke about LeBron dropping the little retirement bombshell right after they had swept the Lakers that night. LeBron said, well, I'm not sure I'm going to come back, blah, blah, blah. And I thought he was just trying to take the focus on off what had happened. But the point was then Michael Malone goes on the McAfee show. Let me just read you the quote here. He says, uh, uh, Speaking of the Lakers, I just want you guys to know this is breaking news. I'm thinking about retiring, so don't tell anybody. Well, that's just a clear shot at LeBron. So A.D. said just a couple of weeks back, this is very motivational. He says, me and Bron, we've had some conversations like we can't wait for opening night in Denver. Huh. So ring ceremonies. This man sitting next to me knows ring ceremonies. That They are a double-edged sword. They can work both ways because they can inspire you. They can also distract and deflate you because they can drain you and, and you, you're not quite ready for tip-off because you're still living in the past of last year. So it could go either way. And I've seen a lot of really good teams fall flat on their faces after a ring ceremony on opening night at home. And what happens? Do AD and company come out and kick some ass, you know, to start to get? No, they, they, they lose the first quarter 34 to 20. And AD goes through the whole first half and he gets one rebound. But to his credit and the reason he mixes your emotions, he scored 17 in the first. Half. That's pretty good. You know, that's good enough against Jokic. You say, well, you held your own. OK, so then we get to the second half and you think, OK, you've climbed back slowly, but surely in the game, you've cut it down to a single digit deficit. Here we go. And here we didn't go because the damnedest thing happened. A.D. comes out like he doesn't even want to play in the second half. I've never seen anything like it before. You're, you've gotten back. You got a shot. This is the team that knows you're not going to quit on them because you're going to take them right to the wire because that's what you did four straight times, albeit four straight losses in the Western Conference Finals. And look at you now. I'm going to show you what A.D. did or didn't do in the second half because let's just look at his six misses in the second half and tell me these are aggressive misses. Tell me what all this stuff is. Okay, there's a big scoop up and under on Jokic and he leaves it short. And then he goes up. That, what, what was that? He shot it <laughs> the underside of the rim. I don't know. Then he takes his three and he missed it. Then against Joker again, he goes, that, that's some weak you-know-what. That, that's just weakness. And, and the refs are saying, we ain't sending you to no free throw line on these shots, right? Then take that out. He took one long, too. That's the three that he missed. Okay, and, and he gets – how many times have we seen that look sitting on the end of the, the bench at the end of a game in which you blew it? So, to, to me, LeBron played – very well. To Keyshawn's point, he was the only Laker with a plus minus a plus. He was a plus seven. I didn't love the way LeBron started the game because if we see the one, his first three that he took, if we have that handy, it's Keyshawn's favorite moment of the night, as I recall. <laughs> uh, 
That was a slow. You know, but I will give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't. I didn't see nothing in all those, those clips whoops. to where the Lakers wait, wait. tried to get him the ball. Okay, too. Did, did, did you see that? <laughs> LeBron. Wait, LeBron. <laughs> LeBron. Wait, wait. The basket's on this side of the of the backboard. It's on this side. It's not on the backside. I don't even know of the why backboard. LeBron did that to give okay. you some damn ammunition <laughs> to talk know. about it. I don't shooting know. The ball. So he took four <laughs> threes. That, he I made one. What that was about, man. I don't know, but it took a little hard out of him because it's like, wait a second, your best player. I still think he's their best player. You, you did that to the, early in the game? Yeah, I don't okay. like when he shoot the yeah. corner threes at all, uh, Paul. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. don't. I like when he steps into him at the front off of the, the basket where he can see. Yeah, he uh, got yeah, off the his dribble. game is not I really hate, a catch-and-shoot game. I hate when he shoots from the corner. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so Paul, did, did you see a Nuggets team that's just – devastating and dominating like last year? Did you see them start to even take it a, a notch up? I saw a joker remind them who the best player was in the yeah. NBA, no matter who's on the court. I saw that. You know, we, we went into this offseason like, oh, joker's watching horse races. He's over here partying and dancing. But clearly he's been in the gym, as we saw in game one. The way he just comes down and nonchalantly dominates the Lakers on the inside yeah. and outside. But look at him. He plays big. Anthony Davis needs to learn how to play his size. And, and when he learns how to do that on a consistent basis, the, the Joker's offensive rebound. He's jump-hooking you to death on the inside. Yep. Oh, you want to leave me open for three? Oh, take that, too. So I saw – I wasn't surprised what I seen from the Nuggets. Aaron Gordon, guys like him, KCP, guys like – and, of course, Jamal Murray. These guys are not having a championship hangover. They, get, they went out and showed the Lakers who their daddy was. Yeah, and by the way, speaking of KCP – Keyshawn's favorite player. He was a Laker, and T- Keyshawn texted me about this last night. He just kills the Lakers. He, he's yeah, still was, taking it yeah, out on the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, like y'all used me to get LeBron that, over right. here. That is and Signed me, gave <laughs> right. me the money to get LeBron. They shipped me off. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, he's just yeah, he's a, a, a Laker killer for sure. Paul, you played in the NBA, and you you just mentioned Anthony Davis and Joker, and he doesn't play big like Joker. Why is that, though? Because if you ask me that question about football, somebody my size at the receiver position, yeah. if you were to ask me how come he doesn't play as aggressive mm-hmm. as a big receiver, I could give you that answer. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is to Anthony Davis is playing small when you got a guy like Joker that you, that you see out on the court who's a big, dominating. How come he can't just figure out that he's bigger than everybody else? And he needs to dominate. Well, Why? It has to be a consistent mentality. I mean, he has it some nights. When you look at his numbers some nights, he does. But then it has to be consistent. He has to want to do it every single night. And I'm just not sure. Mentality-wise, he has that. You know, we've seen that with Kevin Garnett. We've seen that with Ante Tacumpo. We see it with Joel Embiid. And we see it right here with the Joker. Anthony Davis is on the same level ability-wise with all the guys that I named. Mm. But as far as a mental aspect of it, he just is not there on a consistent basis. Yeah, Paul, speaking of your former teammate, Kevin Garnett, there are nights I watch AD and I think he's even more gifted than KG because he can do things. It, when he decides he can shoot, stroke the three, not that KG couldn't when he decided, but my point is he is so supremely gifted. He had stretches last year, like 10-game stretches. He was the best player in the league. Right. Okay? Then why doesn't your motor keep running hot? I, I don't know. He comes and he goes. He drifts and he's back. And I wonder if it's psychological. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the answer to any of the questions that I'm asking you or anything that Skip is saying or even yourself. It just, we gave him, and I don't like to make things about money because I'm not counting somebody else's money. I really don't care. But when you look at it last night, and, and I realized they paid him $186 million, but that same contract was just given to Giannis. And yeah. then I'm looking and I'm saying, Giannis, A.T., how could they look at that and say, well, it's the same guy? Because if it's the same guy, that's the same guy, get the same money. So if you think in AD is a Giannis, you pay him that way. But he's not there yet, and I don't understand inconsistencies on it. Like, I would personally get tired of Skip Bayless and Paul Pierce every other night talking about my play in a game. I would have to figure that out. I really yep. would. People making jokes about him, yep. you know, whatever you call it. Yeah. Always disappointed. Yeah, always disappointed. Like, I would get tired one of that. One guy wants to, like, when you compare these two, you say they have the same ability. One guy wants to rip your heart out. The other one wants to surgically remove it. 
I mean, there's a difference. Which guys? He, he, Which guys? Oh, AD wants about? to surgically remove okay. your heart, and, and Giannis is going to oh, rip Giannis your heart wants out. To rip your heart out. Yeah, well, I want to do this. Going to rip the heart out. Exactly. I need to get it over with. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So back to LeBron. On a minutes restriction, Paul, are you good with this? He played 29 last night, and obviously, if you make the case, he would have played 35 or 37 or 39. You would have probably wouldn't have won. You probably wouldn't have won, but you would have had a better chance given the way he was playing versus the way his co-star was playing. I I think on a game like this, you give LeBron more minutes, Mm. and then you scale back. You know, probably the next game. You could argue this could be a this is a statement game. We all know this, and I know. Yeah, it's the first game of the regular season. Yeah, it's Denver. But listen. When they talk about who's your daddy and, and shots are thrown back and forth, you want to come out That's and make true. that statement the first game and let them know, listen, that we're better, we're reloaded as a Lakers squad, and we're going to give LeBron these extra minutes because you're going to do that in the playoffs. There's just certain games, Skip and Keyshawn, mm-hmm. during the season, that yeah. you're, you circle these games and say, yeah. all right, I'm going to play more minutes this game, I'm going to go out a little bit more, and, and I'm going to give LeBron these minutes on these type of games. Yeah. And, and those are, are far from few, but this was one of those games last night where we say, all right, I probably have to play LeBron 40 minutes tonight, make a statement, let's try to get this win, yeah. and then scale him back you know, in, in game two and three down the road. Well, LeBron's pro post-presser, mm-hmm. he certainly alluded to the fact that he only played 29 minutes. Yeah. He actually let us know that it was only 29 minutes and he, he had he played pretty well. He not completely happy with yeah, yeah right yeah, he, but, he, but again he said that was the plan going in so he accepted yeah, because the, the plan. plan going in though skip as yeah. you know we expecting the dude that's yeah. my sidekick mm-hmm. to raise his raise the bar in the second yeah. half especially after going for 17 in the first half just give us that same 17 yeah i got it by the you way know? remember lebron's trainer was in on scaling back minutes so so he had lots of input his whole team had input and clearly they just want this time to hope and pray that they can get him through and get him reasonably healthy and energized for the, the postseason run. So uh, it's, a, it's a good plan, but I'm with Paul. That was a statement game, and Denver once again made the same old statement of, we own you. Yeah, but we were anticipating Anthony Davis to step up when this plan was put in place. Right. Yeah. Had they known that Anthony Davis was going to be Anthony Davis the way he played in the second half, I'm sure that they would have increased LeBron's minutes. They could have probably increased them in the second half to the up degree, but at the same time, your other guy was the one who's supposed to be giving us what we're looking for, and it didn't come to fruition. Okay, but I don't think Darvin Ham had the mandate, had had the approval from above to suddenly increase minutes on the Exactly, exactly, but... What I'm saying, though, Skip, had they known going into the game, yeah. there was no way of knowing that Anthony Davis was going to play that way. So you increased his minutes. You could have increased Austin Reeves' minutes, too, a little bit. I mean, you could have increased his. He was only – I think he only played about 29 minutes or so. But on flip side, Key, you got to say something about what's going on on the Lakers' sideline, too, because I think they need to do a better job at getting him the ball. When those shots that he's missed in the second half, that was him trying to create his own shots. I didn't see a set to where they tried to force-feed him the ball to force him to be aggressive also. So, you know, it's a little bit of AD. But does he want to play with his back to the basket? But it's a lot of them putting him in position to be aggressive also. But does he want to play with his back to the basket, though? Like, if you, when you're saying to me, help me understand, when you're saying sets, you want him not to no, have to. No, don't have to be back to the basket. They can get him to something to where he has it at the high post, similar to what Joker does, to where yeah. he can isolate there and use his quickness against Joker. But, look, he's catching and shooting at the three-point line. He's set up out on the perimeter. You know, let's get him closer to the basket to where he can take one or two dribbles and be at the rim. You know, let's give him more opportunities like that. So it's not all on KD. Yeah, he has the ability to go out there and change the game. He has to do better on the offensive rebounds. Maybe he can control that way yeah. or, or get fouled and get to the line 10 times. Yeah. But the Lakers also have to put him in position to be effective. Also. Okay. But remember, Darvin just pounded on AD all preseason long to shoot more threes. At one point he said, I want him shooting six a game. And then he walked that back saying, well, I'm just throwing out a number just to show you we want more. But he said, I would like to see him attempt three and three half and the second half. Well, the, the, to, to your point, that works 
if if he's working in the paint also, where where you're going to have play. That's what I'm saying. Again. I want him yeah. to get his big ass down yes, in the right. paint. Yeah, I understand the <laughs> game of the game. NBA. I understand the game of the NBA has changed, and everybody wants to be out there and be Paul Pierce and the little guys. I get it. He's seven feet tall, man. Get yeah, down I, here. The, the one point is, I don't think he's seven feet tall. I think he's more six ten ish. I think he's a couple. His inches wingspan shorter. takes him got, above seven feet. He does, and he's long. Yeah, that's all long. I'm saying, though, Skip. But remember, when he was a senior in high school, he was a guard. That was suddenly had that this was huge thirteen years spurt. ago. I, I got it, but his mentality is right, I more. Got, right. I'm, I, I'm I'm a dribbler and I'm a I'm you a know. Guard. I'm, I'm a yeah. I'm a perimeter player. That's he. He grew okay, up. Okay, so get on the blocks and turn around and face a dude up and go to the cup and give a couple pump fakes and get a foul. Yeah. That's not that hard. Okay. I haven't played basketball in a hundred years, but I know that. So Keyshawn, are you giving up on the Lakers you picked? No, I'm never gonna give yeah. up on them. Okay. I'm just gonna you know ride with them. I can't no more. Let's okay. just put it that way. So are you completely no, I'm, I'm good. It's one deflated game. by it's what one. you saw? Was, that was I'm mad. At, I'm, I'm deflated about AD, man. Yeah. Because when you tell me something, and what he's been telling me all offseason and throughout the preseason is I'm ready. I'm ready to arrive. I'm yeah. not going to Denver and land an egg. That's what he was telling me. He was. But then when I got there and I looked at it first half, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. And then in the second half, you completely disappear. Yeah. You you break my spirits. You do because you, 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 you yeah. make yeah. me mad. Yeah. He, he basically told you before this game, we're going to go in there and shut them up. Yeah, and I, I don't yeah. think that happened. You 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 set me up for failure. Yeah. I don't like to be set up for failure. All right. Well, I'm going to predict that that you will come in here every other day that we talk about the Lakers, and you'll you'll be out of your mind happy about AD because he'll look like always dominating. He, he does. He, he just mixes your emotions. He's going to jerk you back and forth from night to night, morning to morning. Want to bet? Yeah, yeah, we 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 got a plan in store. I'm sure. Yeah, we let it ride a couple more years. I know Giannis signed that extension, but you know that doesn't mean anything in the okay. NBA. Well, that, it doesn't. And by the way, the Lakers now have on Thursday night their home opener against the team that Paul Pierce picked to win it. Uh, win the West, which is the Phoenix Suns, who survived last night at Golden State. And we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But up next, Jerry Jones says he will not make a trade unless somebody calls him. Here we go again. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. On his radio show, Jerry Jones said he will not seek any trades, but that he would be receptive if other teams called him. This is what Jerry said. Bear with me on this. <laughs> it will have to come our way. I don't want to preclude it in any way, but the initiation of an opportunity to make a trade that would help us principally, that's Jerry speak, has to start over on the other end. That's not showing a lack of aggressiveness. It's just how it starts, said Jerry Jones. Whew, I'm about to have a whole lot to say about this. Richard Sherman is also joining us to have a whole lot to say about this. But Keyshawn Johnson, I will let you go first, be my guest. I'm trying to <clears throat> unpackage it and decipher really what is he saying, right? So. You don't want to initiate the talks about going out to improve your roster. I, I'm, I'm hoping that's what he's saying. Yeah. Opposed to somebody initiating talks with you to get somebody from your team. So yeah. if you're telling me that somebody calls you and says, hey, we want to help you improve your team. <clears throat> we have a player that we believe you should trade for. Yeah. I've never heard that before, <laughs> all right? But I've heard that teams have called 
other teams to inquire about players on your roster, mm-hmm. if, if so to speak, yeah. to try and see what interest you have in moving on from right. somebody else. Yeah. And I think the conversation over the last several weeks has been, mm-hmm. hey, you know, there's a guy out there in Randy Gregory who's going to be released from the Denver Broncos. You may want to sniff that out, mm-hmm. and maybe you can offer them up something to get him because the Eagles and the Niners are looking at it. So you didn't initiate the conversation with Denver. You wanted Denver to call you and say, hey, do you want Randy Gregory back? We'll take a fifth-round pick for him. That's true. Oh, okay, now, well, the phone never rang, so San Francisco calls and says, hey, don't cut him. We got something for you because we can use him. Oh, okay, we won't cut him. We'll trade him to San Francisco. So when I look at this, the only – and so when I started breaking it down, I think about the aggressive uh, uh, trading offseason, in-season approach that teams have. I think about John Lynch and, and Kyle Shanahan, how aggressive they are to go get Kristen McCaffrey, how aggressive they were to go get uh, Jimmy Garoppolo years ago, how aggressive in the Randy Gregory situation. So now I look at the Cowboys in notable recent trades, and I go all the way back to 2018. Amari Cooper was a great one. It was. That was that, boom, third down yep. percentage goes up. Dak Prescott looks like a different quarterback. But then they disappeared. Into, then they disappeared in 2022. They moved Amari Cooper, something that they probably shouldn't have done. We all could agree to that. They probably shouldn't have. They should have restructured the contract financially and figured that out so he could help CeeDee Lamb become even a bigger superstar in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, in 23, they went out and – Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks in 23 are uh, notable trades. But then I look at the Eagles. The Eagles traded back Deshaun Jackson. Darius Slay, they go get in 20. In 21, they get two first-rounders, a third-rounder for Carson Wentz. Then 22, they get A.J. Brown. 23, C- 22 again, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Then one. 23 again, Swift. And then the Kevin Byard. Uh, um, mm-hmm. just this October, they go get him. That's aggressive. They didn't sit. How we didn't sit and wait no. for the phone to ring and say, hey, man, do you want this running back? Mm. Do you want this receiver? Do you want to get rid of Carson Wentz? No. They actively participated in this. So if you plan on extending the roster skip and becoming something successful, you got to pick up the phone. Yep. You just have to. Mm-hmm. Go, yeah, I mean, that, that – that, but – it's, it's the same thing he's always done. He's going to get the same results he's always gotten. That's the ridiculous part about this. Like, you must think your roster is too good to get better. The difference is between championship teams and this team is the championship teams don't ever feel like they're too good to get better. They're always yeah. exploring other options. They're always exploring avenues to get better, and it just seems stagnant. It seems lazy. It seems lazy if you're not going to pick up the phone and say, hey, are any of these guys available? To help our team get better, anybody out here got any players that you feel like, hey, you're ready to get rid of, that we can get better? Uh, Daniil Hunter, I hear, is available. Could he make that team better? 100%. Uh, Could they use another receiver? Could you explore a trade for maybe a Devontae Adams, uh, a DeAndre Hopkins? Could they make you better? They could. But if you don't pick up the phone, you'll never know if they're available. You'll never know what it would take to get them, and you sit stagnant. And I'm sure that's frustrating for the fan base because they're like, man, these guys could definitely make us better. At least try. You see the Eagles in our own division. They're out there exploring. You knew that Howie Roseman was looking for a safety for weeks. That wasn't a surprise to anyone. Nobody is sitting out there like, oh, man, that's a surprise. Howie Roseman went and got a safety. He's been saying it for weeks. He's been calling everybody because that's how you get better. John Lynch, how much worse would they be if they didn't have Christian McCaffrey right now? Everybody's like, oh, man, a running back. Why would you get a running back? You guys have done well with undrafted. They wanted the best. They wanted the best running back in the National Football League who can be dynamic in the pass game, dynamic in the run game, and a game-breaker. And guess what? He made them a better team. I, I just don't understand this from Jerry, and this is maybe why Jerry shouldn't be the GM, because it's almost like he's being too prideful. He's like, hey, uh, I don't need to call anybody. People better call me. Yeah. I'm going to call you, Richard, to make your team better. Yeah. That makes a whole lot of sense. Okay. I wish I could disagree with both of you, but I cannot because, Keyshawn, you might remember, I predicted this yesterday. I told you Jerry will not respond to Howie Roseman because he's above that. His message to everybody 
every time he speaks on his radio show or shows, because I think he has a couple of them in Dallas, his message is always, we're the Cowboys and you're not. I'm Jerry Jones and you're not. But speaking of not, my team has not been to an NFC championship game in 27 years because of that attitude, because of that holier than thou, because of that we're better than all of you, because we're not. We have nothing to show for it. For 27 years, we haven't sniffed a Super Bowl because we haven't even been to a championship game since Michael Irvin and Troy and Emmett made that one at the end of the 1995 season. Do the math on that. Right. It's Jerry saying, who cares about Howie Roseman? He's not going to react. Jerry wants to preact. If Jerry had some deal that he had cooked up because somebody in the organization like Will McClay had said, Jerry, how about this? Then, then maybe Jerry would jump on something and initiate a trade. He, I, I believe he initiated the Amari Cooper trade. I could be wrong about that. But again, Jerry wants to own the stage. He doesn't want to look like he's coming in somebody's wake. But you are you know? going to own the stage if yeah. you make your team better. Well, obviously. But, right. but again, he, re remember what happened at the end of last year. All that last month of the season, Jerry and Odell got to be bosom buddies and, and Odell flew to Dallas a couple of times and Jerry was on the record. We want him. We want him. We want him. We're close. We're close. We're close. Odell, as you know, Keyshawn, he just wasn't ready to play football no. at the end of last season because he was coming Correct. off a, a second ACL surgery Correct. on the same knee. And he tried and he could run some on the treadmill. But, you know, and I know any right to left hard, you know, cut and Correct. stop stuff. He just wasn't ready to do that. When Jerry finally realized that. He finally said, well, we got to wait on this, but we would love to do it down the road. And now down the road is Odell's Go. with the Ravens. Go. Okay. And he, he had the most targets uh, that Lamar threw on, on Sunday against Detroit. Seven of them went to Odell Beckham Jr. And he looked good. He looked, again, is he Odell? of oh, the but he still no, looked good. Still, he, he can still contribute and be a, a primary source of, of catches on your, on your offense. Okay. So, to me, what, what's important, as you guys know, is at some point when your arch rival within the division keeps going out and getting, getting, getting difference makers. To me, Kevin Byard is a difference maker. But Richard, chime in on this because you weren't here uh, the, the what was it, yesterday when, when we talked about this. But listen, the, this guy is a playmaker who has owned Dak Prescott because he has three picks off Dak in two games. And on one of them at Jerry World in 2018 on a Monday night, he picked it in the end zone. It was Amari's first game as a Cowboy and ran it all the way out to the star and celebrated on the star. And, and he's rubbed our noses in it. He picked Dak twice on the Thursday night. Wait, were you there on that one? I, it seems like you would have been. Were you at the Tennessee game? Right? Last year? I was. Yeah, Cowboys at Tennessee. Remember, Bayard got him twice in that game. One was a little bit lucky on a, a carom, but, but he picked him, picked his pocket on the second one. So my point is, th these are difference makers, and you're sending a message to the Eagles locker room. We are all in. We are serious business. We are going to go win the Super Bowl that we think we should have won a year ago. And Jerry... It's like Nero. He's going to fiddle while Rome burns around him. So. Well, you know, Skip, like when I look at it, he doesn't have to necessarily counter what the Eagles or the Niners have done or whatever the case is. When you want to get better, when something is glaring and is not working and there's an op opportunity for a transaction, you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, right? They got one guy at the, at the quasi-receiver position tied in slashing Kelsey. What did they do? They said, no, 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 no. You know what? The Jets aren't using Miko Hartman. Yeah. Let's go get him Bye. back because he can help us in this situation. Yeah. They didn't sit and go, well, let's continue to develop Sky Moore. Well, we got Rice, a young kid. Let's continue yeah. to lean on him. They were active okay. in going to get somebody. And That's my only thing with Jerry. Okay, and by the way, Kansas City in the Super Bowl, who had the big punt return in the second half that changed the game? It was Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. Tony. Somebody uh -huh. they picked up from uh -huh. the Giants. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. There we go again. Just you gotta be you gotta be a little active in these situations. Yeah. Richard. I mean, you got to be a lot of active in this situation, yeah. and it's frustrating. I, it would, I, if I was a Dallas fan, I'd be really frustrated because of the pretentious nature of it. Now, if they were the Kansas City Chiefs and they've had the Kansas City Chiefs success over the last 
six, seven years. You know, yeah. you've been – every AFC championship is the dang, you know, Kansas City Chiefs Invitational. Then, sure, you can stand pat and, and say, hey, if nothing comes to us, we're good. You know we're going to be at the end of the season. But that hasn't been the case. You guys have been divisional and done every single season in the last yeah. two years. And – and you're saying, hey, we don't need to get better. Bring us good players, and we won't call you. We don't need to call you. Our players aren't available. This roster is good enough. If you want to give us one of your best players for little to nothing, we'll take it. I, I just don't get it. And I just don't get Jerry, but maybe that's why Skip, they've been I, where I, they are. Skip, I wish he would explain what he means by he does not initiate the call. Now, I don't. <laughs> He's uh, Jerry Jones. But I'm sitting yeah. here. I'm still sitting here. Yeah trying to understand I don't initiate the call. Does that mean for players on your own team or players that you want to go get? Yeah. If it's players yeah. you want to go get, how am I to know that you want my guy if you're not calling me? You're Jerry Jones. Okay. But that, how the, am the I supposed people, to know? I don't he, care who you are. He, he wants people to right. watch from a distance. Oh, you've got a hole as your second receiver. You, you might be in the market for... But I don't know DeAndre that you, Hopkins. But, but I don't know that you have okay. a hole because I don't know what you think it. I no. may think you have a hole. You may <laughs> not think you have a hole. But I can see you can use a DeAndre Hopkins or Cortland Sutton, possibly a Michael Tom. Like, you possibly. can use these guys. Yeah. I see it. So why don't you pick up the phone, give us a call, and shake the tree, see if the leaves will fall, and see where it stands and where it goes. Okay. I don't. I don't know what's wrong they, with your Cowboys, man. Nobody. Nobody sees the world the way Jerry Jones sees the world, no. and that's the problem. Nobody sees that shining star the way Jerry sees that shining star. Nobody's gonna call you and say, "Hey, <laughs> we're gonna do the research for you." We've looked at your we team, do the and research. we've looked at the games you struggled, and we saw, "Hey, you may need this guy, this guy, this guy. Yeah. We're gonna give him to you, and we don't need much of anything. Give us a seventh rounder or, or something, and, and we give you a great player. We want your team to get better." <laughs> Jerry, do your job. Help your team get better. Pick up the phone. Okay, but remember, Jerry comes from the oil fields where he plunged, and, and he prides himself on being the ultimate negotiator, the shrewdest operator. So what, what he's saying to you is that to win a negotiation, you need them to come to you where, where they're beholden, more. They're, they're opening the door. So, okay, give me your best shot. You know, give me – you want to trade Michael Thomas? Well – what, what do you want for Mike? Well, Jerry, really, we, we, we'd probably just take a second. Well, I'll give you a third. I'll get that. That's how Jerry. Yeah, but I'm it. not calling you. I can I, call not, anybody okay. and say if you're interested. Mm -hmm. So why would I call? What makes you think I'm calling you? If I want to trade somebody, I'd call anybody. But that's not the, that's not the job. Okay, the maybe, jo maybe Jerry was using this to open the door to send the signal out to the rest of the league. I am open for business, hey, but you hey, need to look. call me. Look, 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 Skip, this is like, this is like, I guess, a, a woman going out there and saying, you know what, I'd be open to dating if somebody, you know, if somebody pursued me, you know, got me the ring, made sure I was taken care of and all that, and I did no work for them at all. I didn't call them back. I didn't send them a text back. I didn't respond to their events. Nobody will ever know. Skip, at the end of the day, this ain't the oil fields. This ain't those yeah. kind of negotiations. There's 31 other teams out there, and they are trying to beat you. Okay. So they aren't going to help you if they can if they can help it. They aren't going to help you. Even if a team is tanking or whatever the case may be, they're going to try to beat you. And your team isn't at the top of the mountain. So your leverage and your negotiating point isn't the same. No. If, you, if Kansas City Chiefs, negotiating point is different. The Philadelphia Eagles, negotiating point is different than the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, I do have to defend Jerry on two counts. He does pride himself on building through the draft. And you got to give it up to this man because he's done, not that he, he's done and with a whole lot of help, he's yeah, done a he tremendous is. job. Because if you look over the last decade, they have the second most homegrown, home-drafted pro bowlers to the Kansas City Chiefs. And you have to give Jerry this. I thought Dallas won the offseason because Jerry, I don't know again whether he initiated or not these trades, but as you know, he went and got a Brandon Cooks who I thought was crucial to the mix as a deep threat. They haven't used him yet in that role. Brandon and Cooks I, is good. Yeah, he, he's good, but yeah. they, they stole him. They, they gave a fifth rounder for him. And then 
Richard knows Stephon Gilmore very well. And again, is he still that former defensive player of the year? Probably not, but he, he can play it with his head as well as anybody. And I was ecstatic to land him another fifth round pick only for that. Those were two steals, which is why they won the offseason. So, Skip, what your team, I want you to answer this mm-hmm. for me. What is it that you see your team needs? I think we need another receiver. Oh, yeah. I, I, so. And, and if again, because you have whetted my appetite with your nepotism because your nephew, your brother's son, who uh-huh. plays for the New Orleans Saints, who is really, really good, who just a couple of years back was the offensive He's healthy player now. of the year. He's health, much healthier than he was. And you, you could you could make a case he should be right in the middle of his prime, right? Yes. Like like you should like he's he 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 has arrived. He he is that guy, and he's stuck with a bad quarterback. This this is the one. And, he, and he's on an expiring contract. Yes. I, yes. Just so that you know, mm-hmm. in full transparency, yes. he didn't say anything to no, me. I haven't talked to him anything. in weeks. Okay. I just am looking at sure. how you can improve your roster, your team, and help them yeah. get to where Michael says is the paradise in Vegas. So you say you need a receiver. Nephew, Hopkins, Sutton, whatever. <laughs> so if Jerry is waiting to initiate something to the offseason of 2024, it's going to be too late. Yep. The season ends in January. The Super Bowl yep. is in February. It's going to be too late. All if right. you're waiting for someone to call you, mm-hmm. I, I, I just I, – I I'm having a hard time understanding exactly – what Jerry said. Okay. Having a hard time. I I also think he's sending the message that he really, really likes this team as is. He's saying we're four and two. And he said yesterday, I wish we'd played a lot better against San Francisco. Mm. We're going to talk about this in a few minutes here. He said they can be had the 49ers. Well, obviously they can because they just lost two straight games. So his point is he's being a little smug, a little above it all. Like, we good, you know, like we, we're, we're, we're fine. And, and Jerry used to I tell mean, me, go, I, I, go ahead, Richard. Yeah. I, that, that, he, he is being smug. He is being, we're too good. And that's why they're going to go home early. That's why these fans <laughs> continue to be frustrated with GM Jerry because you think you're too good. And then when the time comes, when push comes to shove, your team goes home early. Those weaknesses are enhanced. Those, uh, those chinks in the armor are exploded exploited in a big way in playoff games and you go home you know you hope to make the division this year but you may not you may go home in a wild card because your gm owner whatever sees the weaknesses on your team sees the way your team struggles in these games and says "Ah, i'm not going to do anything about it just keep playing guys Uh, you'll eventually win and that's not true yeah, they got about another week to make some decisions the deadline is about a week away so october 31st yeah october 30th so they they got time they got time to, to, to figure it out. Doesn't mean that they're not, but it certainly smells and seems as though they're not active enough at getting something done. Because, again, I hate to bring it back to the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. San Francisco 49ers went first, then the Eagles went. They went. So, yeah, Richard, last quick question. I didn't give you a shot. Kevin Byard, how much will he help the Eagles? You played secondary position, obviously. Tremendously. I mean, he's an all-pro in this National Football League. He's an elite safety. He's been an elite safety. He has great ball skills. He has great ability to read the quarterback and make plays on the football. He's going to make a ball-hawking defense even better. They have all-pros all around this defense now. It's, it's, It's tough. Jerry, are you listening to Richard Sherman? Are you listening to Keyshawn Johnson? Heck, are you listening to me? I think not. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys. 
my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Travis Kelsey speaking on the I Am Athlete podcast said all the right things about Tom Brady, but predictably said he can see his man Patrick Mahomes passing Brady as the GOAT. Yet, one point he made in Mahomes' favor caught my eye and stuck in my craw. Kelsey said, I think it's a little more all on Pat than it was on Brady. Keyshawn Johnson, please tell me you don't see any truth in that statement. In, in, in terms of the start, uh, in, in terms of the beginning of the Super Bowl wins for Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, I'm not talking about the course of the 10, 11 Super Bowl appearances or whatever, the seven Super Bowl wins. I'm just talking about that first three or so. Tom Brady certainly made some plays in those Super Bowls. There's no question about it. Some. But when they went into those Super Bowls, they were not saying, oh, my God, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. They were saying, watch out for the defense in the running game. Tom Brady can still do right. some things. And I think this is what Travis Kelsey is talking about, something that I keep trying to get you to understand, Skip. I understand no one wants to ever talk bad about Tom Brady because he is essentially, in many eyes, the goal at the quarterback position, if not the best player to ever play in the National Football League, depending on who you ask it. So I understand that you're afraid to say anything from a negative standpoint about his accolades. But what I would say, when you look at Patrick Mahomes' first three Super Bowls, his five AFC championship games at home, it seems to me, with a defense that was always suspect, because as of right now, this is the best defense that he's had in Kansas City the way they're playing this year. That he's always been like this. He's had to do a lot at the quarterback position, to get the football to certain guys, all of those things. He didn't have the luxury of just leaning heavy on the defensive side of the ball. Then in terms of, you know, how you all people like to talk about the numbers and stuff like that. So if you go to the numbers in the first five playoff appearances on each, meaning those seasons, passing yards, Patrick Mahomes is ahead. 4,000 and some change to 3,000 and some change. Passing touchdowns, 35 to 20. Interceptions is less than Brady. Brady, nine. P. Holmes, seven. So when you start to play that game, Patrick is ahead there. Plus, he's already got two. He's been to three. This is only, this is the beginning of his career. Okay? Now, maybe there's a stretch like it was for Brady that comes where he doesn't win one for 10 years or something and gets back and rattles it off. But he is certainly on pace to pass him but, but up. Time out. I, I just got to make one quick point. You realize that in all of Patrick's playoff games, he's had the greatest pass-catching tight end ever and the greatest, most dangerous deep threat we've ever seen but you in gotta Tyree. Get, but, but you have to get the football to those guys. You got to get it. He didn't win the Super Bowl last year with, with no Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill okay. wasn't Tyreek no, Hill. No, but I'm, I'm saying against, you know, all back to the Brady period, right? Through, through, yeah. I, I understand that, but what he's saying, though, Skip, is Patrick Mahomes had more heavy lifting to do. He didn't rely on the defense and Corey Dillon. That was not the situation. Okay, but, but you realize in Tom's first six Super Bowl victories in New England, he won all six of those games with game-winning drives in the fourth quarter that, overtime. I, I, all six I, I of started them. Off that's, by that's saying, the heaviest I, I, I started off by saying, his first three Super Bowls, he certainly did some stuff. There's no question. He didn't win no MVPs of the league in his first three Super Bowls. He didn't even come close to winning okay. MVPs. But his second his Super Bowl was a shootout that the, he won against Carolina, I, and he was the we, MVP. We of the are Super talking Bowl. about the individual quarterbacks here, Skip. Mm -hmm. He did not win league MVP. But we're talking about help. And help on offense, he's throwing to Edelman and Amendola, seventh rounder and an undrafted free agent, right? That, that had record-breaking seasons, okay, throughout the course of the West, season. Wes Welker, undrafted, okay? Re record-breaking seasons throughout the season. 
He's throwing the football to those guys. <laughs> yes, they, you, you act like they didn't contribute. Yes, they contributed just because okay. they got drafted in the seventh and, round doesn't mean anything. And, Richard, I'm, before I hand it to you, I'm going to remind everybody that in the fourth quarter against your Legion of Boom, as great as it was, Tom threw for – they were down 24 to 14, and Tom threw for 124 yards in the fourth quarter alone with two touchdowns. And his primary targets were Edelman, who caught four for 54, and Shane Vereen caught four for 22. So it's Shane, not exactly well, Marshall you, Falk you, you're throwing you, to. I'm sorry. I know Skip wanted to throw it to you, but I'm going to step back in real quick, Richard. He's not talking about five and six and seven Super Bowl. He's talking about the beginning of his career. We're talking about the beginning. Because... Patrick Mahomes' career is not over. Tom Brady's is over. Mm. We're talking about the beginning of the career. You talking about against Seattle at the end of his career. End of his career. Well, it wasn't the end, but it was close to the end. Okay. Go, Richard. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to be whoever you watch. The GOAT is going to be who you watch. My GOAT in basketball is Kobe. I watched Kobe. Kobe is the GOAT to me. People who watch LeBron is going to say LeBron. The kids that grew up watching LeBron James will say LeBron James. Everybody who watched Jordan will say Jordan. Uh, it's the same will be true with the quarterback GOAT situation. People, that, people say Montana. There are people that say Marino because they watched them play. They watched them dominate when they were playing. At the end of the day, they're going to say Patrick Mahomes because they watched him. The kids that are watching him right now, he, he has won two MVPs at the National Football League already. He has won two Super Bowls out of three. It is the Arrowhead Invitational every year, AFC Championship every single season for the last five years. It's going through Arrowhead Stadium. So at the end of the day, right now, if you're going based off career trajectory, his is, is ascending. It's, it's ascending higher than Tom's was at this current moment. So there isn't a lot wrong with what Travis has said. And I mean, at, at the end of the day, I would say Pat did have Tyreek for a lot of those years, those MVP seasons, he did have Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek Hill played a big part in that. I mean, uh, there was a time that Tom had Randy Moss, and they went undefeated. It was it was crazy. That was the best receiver he had ever had in his time, and that was the best record in the National Football League at the time until they ran into those Giants and Eli Manning and what they did. Everything else is history. But I think at, you can't argue against it right now because, as Key said, Tom's – 21 years in the National Football League is complete. His career is done. Patrick is still in the middle of his prime. So it's hard for us to judge a complete book versus a okay, book that's okay. still being written and right. saying one is greater than the other. Okay. We're not talking about whether Patrick can become the GOAT or not. Maybe he can, but he's got a long, but long way Travis to go. Was no, about. Travis, I fixated on one line. He's saying Tom had more help than Patrick has had. That's what he's saying. It was harder for, it has been harder and, for Patrick. And, 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 okay? and, I, and I tried to get Where's you to Where's the lie, though, Skip? And I tried to get you Where's to Where's the lie? Are you kidding? Yeah, okay. did, okay. did Tom you, not play with Hall of Famers at the beginning okay, of his career? Yeah, he did. Do, do, do that's, that's, the, the but that's all no, no, I'm trying to tell okay. you. All right. That's but, all I'm but, trying to tell you, Skip. All those Super Bowls that he won with game-winning drives in the fourth quarter, he was the leader of that, that team. That doesn't change the fact okay. he has yes, Super, he has Hall of right. Famers. All right, <laughs> so what happened in the first Eli Super Bowl? Tom did what he always does. He pulled off an 80-yard drive late in the game with two minutes left. He hit said Randy Moss, a five-yard pass for a touchdown that put them up 14-10. to 10. Then what happened to Belichick's defense after that? Eli goes 75 yards, needing not just a field goal, needed to go score a touchdown. You're down four. And Belichick's defense gave up to Eli Manning, a 75-yard drive, 20-some-yard pass to Plaxico, ended it, and they lost 17-14. to What happened in the Eagles Super Bowl? Tom Brady threw for an all-time playoff record, still stands, 505 yards. What happened to Belichick's defense that day, Keyshawn? I ask you, they gave up, wait a second, 41 points to the backup quarterback for the Eagles? Nick Foles scored 41 on Belichick's defense, and they lost 41-33. to 33 should have been plenty enough to win that game. I, I'm sorry, you're, you're and saying. And what did the Rams, what did the, so, the Belichick so, so, and Flores so, so skip, defense so skip, the two the examples that you yep. just used, the two examples you just used, you're saying 17 points should have been good enough. Should, should, like the defense held that team to 17 yeah. points and Brady good. scored 14 points and yep. they somehow should have won that game because good Tom have. Brady, because of what? They held up, they held the Giants to 17 points 17. and Tom Brady couldn't score 
18 points, yeah, so they lost really that game. I'm not saying, but you can't really sit there good. and say the defense didn't play well. This is a Super Bowl. Eli Manning had some of the most craziest runs in the playoffs. The two Super Bowls he ran, he he won. He was elite during those playoff runs. So to say, hey, the defense gave up 17 points. They played so terrible. And yeah. Tom Brady had 14 points, and he played so great. That doesn't even make sense. But, but see, like but, all but, the sense. But see, what are you talking about? Tom did what he needed to do to win the game. 80-yard drive. He scored 14 points. Clearly he didn't. That's enough. Where, where, you, you played defense. Weren't you ashamed of what Belichick gave up to Eli Manning? Nobody thought Eli was anything great at that no, point. No, Eli was ice in the playoffs. Oh, Man, come okay. on now. Well, he in, in, the in the playoffs, he was, playoffs he was ice. You know that. You know so, it was ridiculous skipping so, the playoffs. Okay, what happened when Tom Brady faced Patrick Mahomes in big playoff games, won an AFC championship game, won a Super Bowl? What happened the in the cold and the, the wind? toe was on the line. Oh, if the toe wasn't oh, on the oh, line, he would have been at – He'd have yeah. gone to what four straight Super Bowls or something like that. Four. Yeah. So do you Come remember on. what Brady did in overtime at Kansas City? Three straight yeah, third yes. teams. I'm going to show them to you real but quick. But you're also you talking this? about a guy only in his second year versus is, a guy versus a guy that's been playing yeah, forever. I want to show you what he did throwing to the seventh round pick quarterback. Julian Edelman. He played quarterback in college. This is what happened. Three straight <laughs> third and tens. You. Who completes who? Who converts three straight third and tens? That's to Edelman for Tom, 20. Tom Brady does. Wait, here's Edelman again. Oh, bingo. There's 15 no. more to Edelman. That's third and 10. Third and 10 to Gronk. This sets up the touchdown because Rex Burkhead's about to carry three straight times. Who can com- convert three straight third and tens in Kansas City in the cold? Tom and Brady can. Thank you. Tom Brady can. All right. Then Tom, what happened? Tom Brady can. So they face each other in the Super Bowl, and Mahomes completely unravels. He's horrendous. He has no touchdown passes and two picks. He's playing with and Are you serious? He had me and you for trying Stop to protect it. him. Okay, that's what Tom Brady Tom often defense. has. That's exactly who was trying to protect Tom Brady. No, it's but not. Brady no, it's knows not. how to get rid of the football. No, it's not. And Patrick's going to run around back there. I'm going to do it backyard. And on, they're going to throw me I down. Would, you, okay? you, you don't turn it's this conversation into this. You lost again. You Listen, have turned Patrick was horrendous. He had a QBR of 42 to Tom 77. Tom threw three touchdown passes to no picks in that Super Bowl. Patrick, zero to two. Woo! Skip. I got you again. At the end of the day, I got you again. Skip, you didn't get anyone. You you just just talked more and then just kept talking in repetitive cycles. Stop it, Travis Kelsey. What are you talking about? At this point in his career, at this point in his career, Patrick Mahomes has done more than Tom did at this point in his career. It is what it is. There's two MVPs. Tom didn't have an MVP. At the end of the day, Skip, you can keep talking, but you're not making any sense. You're not making great points, so I'm not going to let you keep talking over me. When you make a good point, we'll give you credit. You just said Tom Brady scored. 14 points in a Super Bowl yeah. was enough for them to win the game. It yeah. was not. It's That's not the truth. No, Tom has won Super Bowls. He has played well and good enough to win them. He has seven Super Bowl wins. He went to 10. You give him all the credit in the world. But to say, hey, Tom Brady didn't have any help, like he didn't have Hall of Fame players on that defense, yeah. it's that's asinine. All, that's all, but that's all, all I'm trying to get you. That's wait, all I'm wait, trying wait to get second. you to this conversation ended when I said not, Patrick no, Mahomes. Not. Wait a second. No, he's it got, did not. Is Travis Kelsey any good? How good is he? Yes. How good is he? Is How good is he? Kelsey Kelsey good? How good is he? Like How good is he? Like, what are we Gronk. talking about? You're acting that, like Gronk is like the okay, ninth tight end to ever play the game. Better, better tight end, Travis Kelsey or Gronk? It depends. Depends what? on who you It does. No. Who would you rather have? Has. Who would you rather have? You what rather am have I? Tom Brady would rather have Gronk. Kel- what wow. am I running? Tom Brady played with Gronk. Mm-hmm. You, Gronk is considered one of the top tight yeah. ends who ever lace them up. What are you talking I, about? I'm, I'm talking about who's better, Travis Kelsey or Gronk? Because it, you're telling me Tom had more what? help. No, no, he did not. Are you Tyreek? Hey, he's Tyreke, a Hall made of the Fame case. tight end, and he will right go to the Hall of Fame. Every single wide receiver that Tom Brady had is better than every single receiver that tra- that that Patrick Mahomes had. Okay, I, I understand. I don't agree with no, that. no, 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 no. Hold on, slow down. I understand you're going to say Tyreek Hill. I get that. I understand you're going to say Kelsey. But when you look at Julian Edelman's numbers and the production in the playoffs and the things that he did, come on, man. You're going to sit up and tell me that Julian Edelman in the playoffs was just chopped liver? No. Like he was just a seventh-round free agent guy? No. Who was throwing he raised to, to the 
thank you. It, it doesn't matter who was throwing it to him. You said to me that he had less weapons. Mm -hmm. It's not true. That's totally true. Tyreek Hill is on his way to the to the Hall of Fame. Randy Moss is in the Hall of Fame. Okay, he had him for okay. basically Do one year. Doesn't matter. That's still a okay. year they went to the Super Bowl. So, okay. so, and, and they, they still, 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 still has record-breaking numbers. So it does okay. not matter. Rob, it, it, go Rob ahead. Gronkowski will be in the Hall of Fame the first year he's eligible sure. to yes, go. He's absolutely. considered by many and most to be the greatest tight end to ever play the game, yes. the most complete tight end to no. ever play the game. Travis I Kelsey, hear what you're saying, no. but Travis Kelsey has 5,000 yards less than Tony Gonzalez. Tony I, Gonzalez played I, I in a time where they weren't even passing the ball yeah. like that. I'm trying to understand your point. Your point is irrelevant because you're not making a point. You're talking about two great tight ends. They both had great tight ends. Yeah. It depends on who you want to pick on the day. Rob Gronkowski, I guarantee you Tom Brady will not take Travis Kelsey over Rob Gronkowski. I guarantee you Patrick Mahomes won't take Gronkowski over Travis Kelsey. But e either way, you're happy. And then if I start breaking it all the way down to you, Skip, and I start looking at the running game, Tom Brady had a way better running game than what they've been running in Kansas City in them Super Bowls, man. Mm. Come on now. Defensively, I told you that this is the best defense as we sit seven, eight weeks into the season that that young man has ever played with. I can go back to Tom Brady's defenses. Mm -hmm. Lights out. 41 to Philadelphia. Lights out. 41. I get it. Belichick, way Guess what they did to the greatest overrated. second show on turf mm -hmm. in the Los Angeles Rams. I give you that. Yo, now you're going to give me that one. But I always tell you that. They I were high-fly the scoring machine till they ran up in that buzzsaw. And, Come on, man, stop. And what happened at the end of the game? John Let's Madden's stop. up in the press box, up in the booth, TV booth, saying, I think they need to shut the kid down. This is first year starting. They should just play for overtime. And what happened? <laughs> Five straight completions and I, a walk-off field goal. I can't. I, I can't. And he's throwing to guys like Troy Brown. Who's Troy I, I, Brown? I, I he plays both ways, right? I can't. Okay. I can't with you. Yeah. Well, I. You, I'm you not saying that Brady. You're, you're, I'm not saying so that Brady ain't the greatest of yeah. all time. I'm not saying Kelsey that. Is so wrong. I'm not saying this. that. I'm just giving you a young man. Yeah. In Patrick Mahomes, who I, has I, two I MVPs to, in his three Super Bowl yeah, appearance I, years. I often made the, made the case and the joke that Brady. It's like he goes out before the game and he looks up in the stands and he says. Hey, you guys, you three from George Dorchester, just just come on down. You, We're going to give you, you a helmet you shoulder should, pass. Quit, you should quit mm -hmm. this conversation yeah. now yeah. and get us to something else because uh, you just got hit from the left and the right. Yeah, and, and I knocked right. both of you completely out with one swing. You, you said Rob Gronkowski is it, it, isn't in the conversation for greatest tight end in all time. You ended your, your mm. legitimacy no, at I that point. I said he was. Oh, come on. Is Kelsey better than, than Rob? Yeah, everybody says he is. Yeah, because he, no, no, he's not playing gonna, right Kelsey's now. Kelsey's going to get enshrined and before he even And he's been banged stopped. up. And yeah. he stopped playing and he came okay. back with All Tom. Right. Okay. Stop.